0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Nancy P. from West Newton, Massachusetts, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, uh, October 28th. Today we are reading from the big book and we are at page 95, the second paragraph, beginning with, if he is not interested in your solution, through the end of the paragraph, ending with, after he gets hurt some more. Reading just the single paragraph. Today's readers are Martha Z. Barbara E and Lauren N. Reggie O is reading the Twelve Steps, and Jean S is reading the Twelve Tradition. Jason K is the newcomer greeter, and Matt J S is the host for the second hour. The reference numbers for Wednesday, October 21st, is for the 7 a.m. 17,991 and 10 a.m. 17,992. That's 17991 and 17992. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of, indiv- of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-serving. We are self—I'm sorry—self-supporting through our own contributions. Neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Reggie O to read the 12 steps.
1: Thank you, Nancy, for your service. Good morning, everybody. This is Reggie O in Texas currently, and these are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves 5 admitted to God to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs 6 were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character 7 humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings 8 made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all 9 And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody.
0: Thank you, Reggie O. Um, I will now ask Jean S. to read the 12 traditions. Jean S., now I'm the mute. one? Yes. Okay. okay. Are you, Go ahead.
2: Sorry. You're good.
3: <laughs> All right. Good morning. This is Jean the recovered compulsive overeater from Utah. These are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience 9. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you for letting me serve.
0: Thank you, Jean S., <laughs> through the end of the paragraph when it, where it says, when he gets hurt some more, reading just a single paragraph. I will now ask Martha Z to begin reading.
4: Good morning, Nancy. Thank you for your service. This is Martha Z. am a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. If he's not interested in your solution, if he expects you to act only as a banker for his financial difficulties or a nurse for his sprees, you may have to drop him until he changes his mind. This, may, this he may do after he gets hurt some more. So good morning, my friends in recovery. Um, I have a story that fits in with this. I was kind of thinking, how can I um, relate to this? But I, I thought of something. So about eight years ago, I had, had a sponsee, and I had been working with her for a while, and I... Um, she kind of thought it was magical that you know when she committed her food she was able to stay abstinent. I mean that was kind of the thing and I was always trying to get her to work the steps and I could not get her to do it and um, anyway so she was very busy in her life. She had things in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evenings. everything was packed out and I'd say to her like how's God going to ever get in touch with you? You know you're so busy and Anyway, so at a certain point, I started to feel like I was enabling her to diet with group support. She had a little relief, but she was not really getting any recovery. And I really prayed about it a lot, and I, I decided that I was going to tell her that I couldn't sponsor her unless she was going to do the steps. So I, like I said, I prayed about it, and I, I told her that. I told her I would be willing to talk with her every week, we'd stay connected, but that I you know, I couldn't sponsor her anymore. So interestingly enough, as a result of that, she found this really high powered step study, which totally blew me away, but she never did anything by half measures. So she gets into the step study and she's working it and then she she says, Oh, something about will you take my step five? And I was like, Oh I'd love to like I couldn't wait to do that with her. And it turned out to be such an incredible blessing because she ended up getting cancer, and um, she got her life in order before, you know, everything, you know, before she passed, and it was just such an incredible experience, but it was so hard, you know, And I just, I wanted, I wanted her to, to you know, to really get recovery, not just some little relief, so that's that's how I can relate to that, so I'm all about uh, offering friendship and fellowship. I'm, I like to stay connected to people. I kind of say to them, "When you're ready, I'm here." And um, it just—it worked out beautifully. But I just had to get out of the way. So, anyway, thanks for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Martha Z. Okay, um, I'm now going to take names. But although I want to say, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day, so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared uh Tuesday or Wednesday we ask on any of our meetings we ask that you step back and let somebody else have a chance. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Rachel K,
5: Barb, Barbara
0: E. Rachel K, Barbara E. Janet B. Janet B.
6: pick two
7: or three more or three or four. Sandy
6: S. Sandy.
8: Tanya D. Tanya D.
0: Okay. Okay, we'll stop there. Um Rachel Kay, you're up, go right ahead.
9: Hi, thank you, Nancy. This is Rachel K from California. Um, I didn't think I was gonna speak this morning, but I don't know. Um, Something told me that I need to speak. So if he expects you to be yada, yada, yada. Well, I have to look at my my part. Um, If I expect to be, you know my ego can sneak in so easily i mean by the grace of god i've been i've been gifted the gift of being able to sponsor and carry this message for a few years now and um you know and so i think oh i got this sponsorship thing down you know i i know what i'm doing i got a routine but my ego can slip in there so easily if I expect to be a nurse for, you know, maybe not your sprees, but your, your emotions. If my, if I want to be your savior, you know, I want to be the, Oh, you know, you've had sponsors before me, but you didn't get recovered. I can save you. You know, I want to ride in on my white horse and be the one, you know, who, who, yeah, but, but, you know, you got recovered with me. And, uh, That sounds so obnoxious, but that unconsciously can really slip in Um, if I am not careful and if I don't stick to the steps. um, You know, sponsorship is not about saving you. It's about enabling you to depend on, not on me or anybody else, but on a power greater than yourself that can solve your problem. I can't solve your problem. I mean, if I could, I'm a nice person. If I could, I'd try to solve your problem and everybody else's problem in these rooms because I know what it's like to be just in in deep, deep poo with this disease, you know, just feeling like you want to die every morning. But I I can't. All I can do is lay the spiritual toolkit at your feet that I used All I have to give is my experience, strength and hope and these steps and what's in this book and, and, you know, nothing that I came up with, but what people have told me um, when they were speaking on behalf of my higher power, you know, when they were God with skin on and what I have learned and, and enable you to find your own higher power and your own relationship with God that can solve your problem. That's all I can do. Um, And so when my ego gets in the way and wants to be, you know, your, you you know, your rock, um, I can be a trusted friend and I can be your spiritual guide, but I I can't be. Gentle reminder. Oh, thank you. I'll wrap up. Um, so I have to I have to be careful of that and look where my ego steps in. Thanks a lot, Rachel K from California I'll pass. Thank you, Rachel K. Barbara
0: E. You're up next, followed by Janet B.
10: Good. Did you say Barbara E? I was unmuting.
0: I I did. You're you're all set. Oh, okay. Barbara.
10: Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Team Thursday for a wonderful month. Well, when I talk to a protege, I tell them right up front. If they ever think it's not working between us, she should not be shy in telling me that she needs a different sponsor. And I say we can still be friends and talk to each other for experience, strength, and hope. But as a sponsor, I do my best to be a good listener and learn about her so she sees I truly care and find out if she's truly desperate enough to be willing to bend down, which is kind of like praying, to pick up the spiritual toolkit. I try to be empathetic but firm and clear in my expectations as a sponsor because it is her recovery that is our mutual goal. But if she is struggling, not calling in at the appropriate time, not doing her assignments, not making those three phone calls or more, not sticking to her food plan or listening to assigned podcasts, And constantly, consistently seeming to be not really engaged in the necessity of doing all the steps as quickly as possible. I ask her if perhaps she's not pissed off enough at her desperate condition to think she's not truly miserable, ashamed, isolated, and unwilling to do the work. Or perhaps she feels I'm expecting too much. She's not feeling the warm, gentle, but but firm voice she needs to hear. I've had several sponsors say that to me and one even texted it to me, which I don't suggest because I didn't hear the love in her text. I need the words. So before I speak to a sponsee about this decision, I pray for the right words. And then I reluctantly say, I don't think this is working for us, but I encourage her again to call anytime to pick up the phone and call me as a fellow member of the community because I care, because this is a room where she's safe, a place to go, a room of recovering warmth, and I hope a place of shelter when she's feeling she can't cope. The le- the love that she hears from your voices, she knows comes from your heart, so to to those who are free, but this freedom comes one step at a time. So, to keep coming back to hear the message that I share if you're broken, hurt, you too can be repaired, but it's up to you to recover. I'm only the one that's carrying the lantern. I want her recovery, but she has to be willing to do it enough. To remember, it's not what I say, it's what I be. When I do each day to ask, thank you, which again, which means to pray to say the right words and listen, Pass.
0: Thank you, Barbara E. Janet B., you're up, followed by Sandy S.
5: Good morning, this is Janet B., recovered from compulsive eating and bulimia in New Jersey. I think this is a really cool paragraph, um, but I think it's one that sometimes People use the thing about you may have to drop him until he changes his mind to justify dropping someone like at the drop of a hat, no pun intended, um, you know, if they pick up. And so I'm reminded that the context of this, they're talking about here, you've just met the person. You're kind of sharing your stories. They haven't even read the big book yet. You haven't even started sponsoring them. And they're basically saying, Well, you know, if he doesn't want to work the steps, but he just wants you to hand him a $20 bill or, you know, give him rides to work. No, that's not really our job. Um, They're not talking about someone once we get started. And I think it's so tricky because, you know, there's some people who may work with people, even though they keep binging and binging and don't follow directions. And then people who just drop people at the drop of a hat, they have one bite off their food plan. And I like to think about what Bill Wilson did with Dr. Bob, right? When Bill Wilson met Dr. Bob, he worked with him intensely for three weeks. And Dr. Bob stayed dry, except he wasn't willing to do something, right? He said, I will do anything but that. His but that was to go around and tell people that he knew that he was an alcoholic. And I think whenever we have a but that, we end up in trouble, as Dr. Bob did. And after three weeks, he got drunk. And Bill would have been justified by saying, Bob, you really weren't willing. You weren't willing to tell people, I'm dropping you. But he didn't. He took him home drunk, put him to bed. Imagine putting a drunk alcoholic to bed. That couldn't be fun. And he took care of him. And then shortly thereafter, Dr. Bob went and made his amends, um, told people he was an alcoholic. If Bill had just dropped him by saying, you know, I spent three weeks with you, Bob, and you're not just doing everything you need to, none of us would be here today. So this reminds me that, yes, people need to follow directions. Page 58 tells me someone needs to be willing to go to any length to get better. But I sure better make sure that I'm not holding them to a standard of perfection that's unattainable and that whatever I do, I do with the same love and care that Bill had for Dr. Bob. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Janet B. Sandy S., you're up,
6: followed by Tanya D.
7: Hi, uh, this is Sandy S. from Recovered Compulsive Eater from Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, Definitely, I wanted to share. I'm not sure what I want to say with regard to this. I think the most important thing is total honesty with everyone. I am not sponsoring anyone right now. I'm kind of doing a co-sponsor thing. And I think I'm most effective with another person when my level of consciousness is at a really healthy level, when I'm really coming from a loving space. And that's really hard for me to do. Because somebody once shared on the line, that they're a recovering higher power. And whether it's with someone I was sponsoring and I'm not actively sponsoring now or someone where we're like co-sponsoring each other, it's so hard for me to trust that the other person really knows what's best for them, that it's up to them to, that they really know how to connect with God that I'm not, I'm not their God. I mean, I kind of take on this controlling, judgmental stance. And it comes from fear, the fear that they're not going to know what to do and they're going to, like, self-destruct unless I come in and explain to them <laughs> what they need to do. And it's very hard. It's really hard to trust that other people have their own process of recovery and to back off. And it's not just with another sponsee. it's really like with my husband, with close friends. It's very hard for me to just listen and help them get in touch with their own inner higher power. It's really difficult for me to shut up and really listen. And it's not because I'm selfish or self-seeking. I'm in fear. I'm in fear, I don't know why, that they won't know what to do. I mean, I don't know what to do for myself. It's really the hardest thing to really get in touch with a higher power. And to and the evidence of that, to me, is coming from a loving space. It's not what I do as a sponsor. It's how I do it. Am I coming from a loving space where I trust that their relationship with their higher power, which is definitely for me within and without, will develop as it's meant to be.
6: And I'm just here as a sounding board, reminder. It? And that's difficult to do. Uh,
11: okay. Thank you, Sandy S. Yes, Tanya D.
8: And then we'll take some more names. Hi. Um, hi. This is uh, Tanya D., um, recovered Compulsive over eater from Illinois. Um, yeah, this is, you know, I um, I think really hard before uh, dropping um, any sponsees because I think it, it can be difficult, you know, for somebody who's genuinely trying but for whatever reason, um, you know, isn't getting it to be let go of. Um, and so I focus on, you know, is this person – Doing what they what is within their power and and what I'm asking them to do. You know, I don't require people to uh, stay obstinate in order to continue working with them um, because you know I think that's like I couldn't keep myself obstinate. I don't expect anybody to keep themselves obstinate, but I do expect them to you know follow my directions. Uh, you know, working the steps, going to meetings, making phone calls, food plan. You know, let, I basically have. Um, a set of expectations that I go over when I start um, working with somebody and make sure that they are okay with those um, expectations and again focusing on um, you know what is within human power um, as opposed to something that will be given to them by their um, higher power and I give people assignments so they really can't um, you know get away from, from <laughs> get away from working the steps um, and uh, or without it being very clear that they're not doing what I'm asking them um, to do. And, and I make sure that we have a regular call set up, right? It's not just like, Oh, you know, call me whenever you're done with this. Like we have a specific time so that again, like, it's very clear um, if they're um, they're missing that. And, and for the most part, I don't have, um, you know, problems with responses that way. And some people take a while to get abstinent and, and, and some people, um, get it you know, very quickly um, where I think my experience where the problem arises is it says financial difficulties and nurse for sprees um, I've worked with people who don't really want to give up the food um, they want to give they want to get rid of the problems that food causes them like you know the weight and their shame and their remorse um, and maybe they even want to make the amends um, but you know just just and I'm diagnosing them a little bit, but just like kind of seeing how they do with um, the things I'm asking them to do and, and what ends up happening as a result. Like, um, I've just seen there's a non-trivial number of people who come into this program that seem like they're, for whatever reason, not ready to give up the food. They only want to give up the problems associated with the food, but they still want that you know, first bite um, uh, or they still want to hang on to um, foods that they hope to be able to learn to eat sanely, even though they can't. And, and that's, you know, if, if, if it seems like it's gotten to that point. Now, I don't tell them this because I, I don't really know, right? I, I, it's my impression, but I just kind of, usually it will come out as they're not doing what I'm asking them to do. And, and I'll well phrase it, um, thanks, and, and, you know, suggest that they might be better off finding somebody else to work with. Um, thanks. And with that, I'll pass. Thank
0: you, Tanya D. Okay, we can take another um, list of names. Who else would like to share on the paragraph? Again, on page 95, the second paragraph beginning with, if he is not interested in your solution, ending with, after he gets hurt some more.
12: Hi, Jackie A. from Connecticut.
3: Jackie A. Jean
11: S. from Utah. Jean S. Linda D. Linda D. Plenty of time. Greg K. Greg K. Erica R. from Connecticut. Erica R. from Connecticut. Take one more, two more.
6: All right, I guess we'll start with these. Okay, Jackie A., go right ahead, followed by Jean S.,
11: Sorry Get about the can I I be one? heard? Okay, yep, you're good. Hi everybody. Um, I shared, I think about a
12: week and a half ago. So I'm in program now, 52 days, and I go to about two to three meetings a day on average. I still am considering myself part of the hospitalization program. And I love that my sponsor and I have like, to me, I don't know much about her story, but what I do know is she comes at it with like a structured, loving teacher approach. And we stick to the steps. And we stick to what is abstinence? What is the double whammy? How do I fit into the doctor's opinion with Bill? And I look back on my own personal relationship before I came into program as like hindsight 2020 for the direction I need to go in when it does come time for need to be a sponsor. And so like these readings for the further steps are very important to me because I understand now the life cycle of the steps in a, in a bigger picture. And I look back on being in a codependent unhealthy relationship with my ex where he's in recovery for substance use of polykind and I was in recovery for food and codependency and such and how I took over a food plan for both of us and how the resentment started. And I remember encouraging, like, I work as an integrated care clinician. So I remember encouraging the doctor's visits. Like, I don't want to go. Like, you go. I'll be an emergency contact. I'll be a care coordinator the same way I would with another patient with, like, compartmentalization, but you need to go. And I remember just so much pushback. And I remember, like, Stopping food planning and stopping eating meals together and saying, like, you need to make your own meals. You need to go grocery shopping yourself. And, again, just feeling this resentment. And the same thing when it came to, like, finances when we finally broke up. It was, like, I got nice gifts out of it that I never wanted, and I resisted and got blamed for a horrific financial situation that wasn't accurate. Um, And so I look back on this and, like, wow, like, uh, can you imagine if I did this with a sponsee? Can you imagine if I had this transference of I couldn't save my relationship from unclear boundaries, let me try again in a sponsee relationship or in a therapeutic relationship at my job? And I'm just like, I can't do that. Like, I can't do that in any role of my life. So I'm just, I look forward to these meetings every day. I look forward to my local meetings at nighttime where I get to focus on the earlier steps and my fellows that I call in between to get, like, the middle meat. So thank you so much for this. And my pass, and I look
3: forward to further shares.
0: Thank you, Jackie A. Jean S., you're up, followed by Linda D.
3: Yes, um, this is Jean S., a recovered compulsive eater from Utah. And um, I'm really grateful for the shares today because um, I got recovery this year and had a, a sponsor who helped me a lot even though I was annoyed by some of the um you know things to do and but the truth is that I got recovery and um and and I don't know really how to do it better than she taught me so as a sponsor uh, now I kind of follow the things she taught me, even some of the annoying things, which actually turned out to be quite wise. Um, And then I do want to thank you for the reminder that Bill and Dr. Bob, their relationship went long and that Dr. Bob uh, relapsed, and yet Bill was there for him. Um, Very good reminder of uh, the loving presence that we can be as well as um, liked the information about the texting, that texting doesn't necessarily show love, especially if um, there's something difficult. And that, that is true. I, I'm glad to be reminded of that, the connection with others and to be a loving presence. Um, why? Because God has become a part of my life in a big and grand way, and that's what he would have me do. So grateful for this meeting, grateful for the shares, grateful to be here, Um, and with that, I pass.
6: Thank you, Jean
0: S., Linda D., you're up, followed by Greg K.
13: Good morning, Nancy. Hi, everybody, it's Linda D., so very grateful to be recovered in Connecticut. I'm here today because I don't want to be brutalized by food again today. It's been quite a while, not quite eight years. And that's a drop in the bucket, compared to the fact that I'm 77 years old. I've been in recovery a really long time. It wasn't well-defined then, the way it is now. Um, Visions is a very healthy meeting. It's one of the only ones that I've ever been to, so you bet it's my home group. Now, enough for that. It's not a cult. This is the solution as far as I'm concerned, and um, it's not my solution. It's the solution. It works. I don't want to be brutalized, and the really hard part of it is that I care that they're going to be hurt if they don't. Grasp if the person doesn't grasp what's going on, that they're being brutalized by their own obsession and all of the compartments of that being um, overly dependent on others and all of that. This is about God, the last word I ever wanted to hear, and the first word that I needed to know something about. So I'm learning every day more and more about this higher power. And I call this higher power God because it didn't start with me. Thank you, with
6: that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Linda D. Greg
6: K. you're up, followed by Erica R.
14: Hi, Greg K. from Maine, can I be heard? You can. Thank you, thank you for your service moderator, thanks for everybody. Uh, Geez, what a wonderful passage. And uh, I can relate to uh, stuff on both sides of the sharing um, this morning. Um, You know, in the beginning, thankfully, I had some some kinder, gentler sponsors. But um, as I go along, I've been a program now 10 years, and I'm just now almost six months entirely abstinent, if that tells you anything. Um, So in the beginning, I I couldn't have handled – Um, you know, the type of sponsor that I have now, but now it's saving my life. Um, You know, there was a point when, um, you know, I got a sponsor and I just kept messing up, kept messing up. He's like, look, bro, he's like, you get absent for a week, come back and talk to me and then we'll do the work. He's like, you're wasting my time, you're wasting my time. And um, you know what, that was the kick in the ass I needed. He called me three days later, he's like, what's going on? You absent? I said, yep. He's like, let's get to work. I said I thought you said a week. He's like, nope. I just wanted to see if you you wanted to do the work, and we got to it. And uh, you know, I I ended up leaving him. I relapsed later. Um, but again, there's there's pros and cons on each side of it. And uh, you know, my way, my sponsor's way isn't necessarily anybody, there's a, anybody else's way. I'm a true compulsive overeater, so I'm sitting here judging everybody. Oh, that's not going to work. How can that possibly work? But you know what? It's none of my goddamn business how somebody else recovers uh I can't get them sober. I can barely keep myself sober. You know, it's me and God. We do our thing. What anybody else does, whether I agree with it or not, doesn't really matter. If it works for them, fantastic. My way works for me. I can't imagine doing it another way. But I'm also learning. I got to let people do their own thing. Uh, glad to be here. Love this meeting. Love you guys. Thanks for letting me share
0: thank you greg k erica r you're up and then we'll take some more names
15: hi erica r here can you hear me i can okay great thanks um good morning it's so good to be um part of this group i just i new. i just want to say first that i really appreciate everyone who's um called and texted and reached out to me over these past couple weeks it's been very helpful even if i haven't gotten back to you um, it really means a lot, and I just feel very supported. Um, so basically, you know, I'm, I'm that person right now where, you know, I haven't been able to put down the food. I haven't asked anyone to sponsor me because of that. Um, but I feel that coming to the meetings and listening to everybody, and I have been reaching out to some people, has really started to shift things for me. And um, today, you know, I really – I feel made a genuine prayer to my higher power, you know, got on my knees and really, truly asked, um, you know, for the willingness and for the ability to, to stay away from, um, you know, my alcohol foods today. So I'm going to give it a shot, you know, and I don't know, hopefully that is the shift. And again, it's just been so helpful to hear everybody's experience. And um, I'm a little frightened <laughs> by the seriousness of, you know, um, the work that is to come potentially. Um, But someone I spoke with that was in this meeting, I had called at some point last week, told me, how could I possibly feel any worse than I've already been feeling?
6: And you know what? She is absolutely right. So it is really good to be here. And with that, I will pass.
11: Thanks. Whoops. Thank you, Erica. Um, And keep coming
0: back and you'll, be surprised at what happens so who would like to share next we have plenty of time we have time for about four people johan n johan n Kim a Kim
16: a steve
6: v b fran
0: v V. Okay, all right, Johan N., go right ahead.
16: Hi, hello, hi, my name is Johan N., I'm like Nancy, and I'm a recovered compulsive warrior in Sweden. Thank you so much for service today and for all the beautiful shares, and yeah, an amazing paragraph as well. Uh, this paragraph really tells me that uh, what my job is, uh, my job is to sponsor, the guide, uh, to guide sponsors and newcomers through the steps. That's my job. I'm not a codependent enabler, <laughs> and, uh, uh, coming in, coming into this program, uh, I really thought that, uh, coming in from other, other fellowships, I thought that I was living at the 10, 11, and 12, and I was shocked. How, uh, how you work the program in Norway and how I work the program myself in Norway today, and I think it's really, really important to just outline what the sponsors need to do from the start, uh, what are required from them, you know, with with the calls, with outreach, meetings, and and all that, uh, and just be very clear about it. And when I sponsor people, I do the exact same thing to everybody. I uh, don't do everybody. We do everybody. <laughs> And um, I do not change the program. I do not adjust the program after the sponsee. It doesn't matter how long they have been in another program. It doesn't matter how long they've been in Norway but haven't been successful. It doesn't matter. Uh, I just do it. I just outline what they need to do if they're gonna if they're gonna if we are gonna work the program. They're gonna work the program together with me. I'm gonna guide them through that, and that's that. And if they do relapse, I can take them through the steps a couple of times. But if they if they continue to relapse, I mean they, they either need to hear another voice or they need to go back and eat some more. Because the only way the only way that I can recover and the only way for me was when I got to the point that where the food where I couldn't stand the food anymore. I didn't. I I, I, I was desperate for a solution, and I I put the food down. That was that. You know, and with that taking a sponsor and working the steps, getting a spiritual awakening, and then leaving a step time eleven and twelve and yeah I kind of find uh says that o a is like AA on steroids and um, uh, so it's uh uh it's it's a it's a tough program uh but it really works if i just uh need. If I just do what I need to do every day, one day at a time. every that I pause. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Johan. Uh next we will have Kim A followed by Steve V. Kim, go right ahead.
17: Hey, good morning. It's Kim A from New York City. And I kinda wanna stuff my face right now. And the reason I want to stuff my face is not because of anything I've been eating or not eating or any triggers or, you know, anything I haven't been doing, like, good enough. I want to stuff my face I'm having kind of a hard morning. And I'm having a hard morning just because things aren't going the way I want them to. This is happening and this is happening and this is happening and I'm anticipating this. And, you know, it's all about me and my thinking, you know, recovered doesn't mean I never want to stuff my face. Recovered means that I get what the real solution is. I get that I used food as my solution, you know, when I needed ease and comfort. But being recovered means that I get that the real solution now is doing a 10th step and reaching out to my higher power and being helpful however I can. Um Oh my God, I lost my train of thought. So yeah, you know, a lot of times I realize it's taken me a long time to realize, you know, I, I don't get to read the paragraph cause I listen in my car on my way to work. So I usually just like figure out what you guys are reading and I'm not sure what paragraph it was, but I keep hearing people talk about like being codependent, which I am. Um, I'm actually a chronic codependent and I'm in another fellowship for that. And I've been shocked to come to the realization that my food has a lot to do with my codependency and all my codependency is, and it's all like intertwined, is that I'm obsessed with people thinking a certain way. I'm obsessed with people seeing me a certain way. I'm obsessed with wanting my husband to eat a certain way, live a certain way, think a certain way, and that's how I get my like imaginary ease and comfort from other people being who I want them to be. And when they're not, I'm disturbed and I'm resentful and I'm full of self-pity. And sometimes that crosses over into sponsorship. And my sponsor always tells me, if I'm feeling a certain way about a protege, then I need to look at that. Because, I mean, of course it's all about me, right? I mean, it's not our job to get invested in someone else's Um, decisions really it's just our job to show up ask God how we can be helpful sponsor them like how we were sponsored and if it's not working for somebody else then you know I wish them well and I'll maybe help them get hooked up with somebody else it's not about getting resentful or trying to force something on somebody else Um, I wasn't ready for a really, really, really long time. Just a reminder. Thanks. I'll wrap up. So anyway, um, being recovered is knowing that if I feel like eating compulsively, I need to do what I'm doing right now. And I'm going to sign off and reach out to my sponsor, Kim A. from New York City. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Thanks, Kim. Steve V., you're up, followed by Fran V.
18: Hi. uh, I'm Steve B., as in... uh, boy Uh, sorry about that that's okay i've i've been called worse (laughs) i'm just kidding um uh i'm a compulsive overeater from florida and um uh i'm just you know i called in last week uh and and as a newcomer um after being suggested to do that at least five years ago by another sponsor and uh, you know of course I, i am the i know man i i i i didn't think i needed to do that and I had some uh, more research to do and I spent two years out there knowing that I needed a uh, a sponsor, knowing that I needed this program and still refusing uh, thinking that I could do it myself. Uh, You know, I can, I can honestly say uh, since humbling myself and and actually asking another gentleman to be my sponsor, to help me guide me through the steps. And uh, this past, I don't know, week or so, I'm not counting. uh, I'm just doing the work, uh Like like they say as quickly as as possible, and uh something seems to be rubbing off uh haven't had the, the thought of um, compulsively overeating um, food isn't talking to me uh, I'm actually enjoying my life today, and uh i couldn't say that even though I had uh year years of uh, uh recovery in, in the in the mothership program um and i you know I was one of those who felt that that could carry over. Um, at least the work in that, in terms of the 12-step work, and it proved to not be enough. Um, and I'm just grateful that I, I was humbled enough to ask, like I said, somebody for some help. And uh, and also I wanted to, to express my gratitude as well for all the, the text and the, the messages that I've gotten from from folks on this meeting, and uh, it really has helped me a lot. And I, too, have not had the chance to get back to everybody I tried to as best I could, but it was, uh, uh, honestly, it was a little <laughs> overwhelming the amount of calls I got. So, uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate this program. Uh, I can't wait to see what's what's going on uh, next. Uh, today, hopefully, I'm, I, I'm knocking out my fourth step, and in the next day or two, you know, get into the five, six, seven, eight, nine, and, and uh, get this, this thing going. So that's all I got. Thanks for letting me share. Have a great day.
0: Thanks, Steve B., Fran V., you're up.
2: Good morning, everybody. Fran V., gratefully recovered in Florida. Um, This he may do after he gets hurt some more, and that was me. Boy, did I have to get hurt some more. So I can only share my experience, strength, and hope. Um, And prior to um, this recovery, which, thank you, God, was a year, September second, 2020, I was down on these big chocolate chip cookies like they were carrot sticks. Um, and I put my name out there on Vision. I was listening to recordings for a while, and then I just put my name out there as um, new to the Vision program a meeting. And these wonderful, beautiful calls, supportive things I've heard, and sponsor I got. And something just changed when I started working with a sponsor that took me through the steps that this sponsor did. Um, and I followed some suggestions. I mean, in the middle of the day, it was lifted. And I always was like, well, let me show Monday, or let me have the grand finale tonight, or start tomorrow. And someday I'm going to go through this big book and just circle the word miracle. Because to me, it was nothing sure of a miracle how the switch went on. And, of course, there's work to be done, and I've done the work and the joy of sponsorship. Um, but that's a gift, too, to have the willingness to do the work. Um, So my connection with God, little did I know, um, even though I had some kind of religious background, my relationship with God was not one that was going to overcome compulsive overeating. Uh, Yeah, I'd pray to be thin, but I never prayed to, um, you know, change. And I I never worked the 10th step like I do in this recovery. And I've been in the program since 1988. So I've had recoveries. I've had abstinences. I've even sponsored But this recovery is truly different and truly God-inspired, and I'm grateful for the the people in these rooms that are so Godly-inspired, that are vessels, just vessels, to hear God's message, which is to not eat compulsively and to grow closer and closer to Him and to help others, and for that, I'm truly grateful. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Fran V. It looks like we have
0: room for time for just one more share. Would anybody like to take the last couple of minutes? Joanne W? Go right ahead, Joanne. Joanne,
6: press start
11: one. Okay,
0: go ahead. Hi, I'm Joanne
12: W. from... Pennsylvania, a compulsive eater, recovering, working on it. Um, I just wanna thank everybody for all their shares and all your wisdom. It's been a while since I shared. And that, um, so I'm not really sure what to say. I just wanted to clean my seat and to, I was working on learning how to share and So I just wanted to say that, and I'm not really sure what else
0: to say. So I want to thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you, Joanne. Um, Would anybody like to share for like 90 seconds? Take us out. Some wise person. Matt JF. Go right ahead,
19: Matt. Thanks. Thanks, thank you for your service. Um, Good morning, everyone. I'm Matt JF. I'm recovered today in Louisville, Kentucky and uh something i always tell prospective sponsees early is that i know what's true for me is that i had to in order to work the program successfully
14: i had to be i had to
19: qualify or if i was just a heavy eater it wasn't going to do for me what i thought it was going to do i had to be ready willing and able and god had to agree it had to be time ready is i have to have the tools i have to be able to buy a big book and read a big book and everything willing is I have to actually do the work. I have to get abstinent. I have to do the footwork. I have to work the steps. Able is, I can't be blind. Like if I had tried to do this, like right in the thick of my divorce, everything could have happened exactly the same way with my program and it never would have worked. I can't be blocked by anything outside. I can't have an outside medical condition that's going to prevent me from working the steps. I can't, you know, my, my, my life has to be able to support me working the program. But the last one is like the most ineffable, right? It just has to be time. God has to agree. And that's not up to me. And it's not up to me whether I'm, you know, whether it's my program or anyone else's program. When it's time, like, I I feel like because for me, when it was time, I couldn't help but work the steps. The steps worked me. And any time before that, it was never going to happen because it wasn't time yet. And, and not being in denial about it not being time yet feels important to me because otherwise I feel like what would have happened would be I would have heard what I heard. I would have wanted to, to get what that guy got. I hear it, Nancy. And then I would have tried to work the steps and I would have, quote, failed, and that would have turned me off on the program forever. So that's what I tell them when we start. It has to be time. I pass.
0: Thank you, Matt JF. We will, um, you will take us out. And thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Thursday, October 28th, is 17,995. That's 17995. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Barbara E. Please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
10: May God bless you and keep you until.